Hi, welcome to our show. We are two girls who met in Berkeley and reconnected in LA. We are the rude girls, or at least you may think we are. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, we have a little topic for today. Something we discuss at nauseum amongst ourselves and thought we'd share it with the world. And since this is our first podcast, the first topic will be first dating experiences. Mm, Everyone's okay. had them. Yes. And if you haven't, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast because you're either too young. Um, well, well, you might learn some things. You know what? Listen to the podcast. You might learn a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyways, first, first dating experiences um, is different because as two lesbian women of color, this is not a topic that got covered a lot for women our age and discussed in popular media because we're, we're part of Generation X. So we're kind of a, an invisible generation in a way, like when we were teenagers. No one was talking about Generation X. No. Women of color. There was no... um, Lesbian mm. or gay people back... Because that would have been the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Certainly not in high school, right? You weren't going to get any... Anything. (laughs) 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 And in fact, where I went to school, you were going to get, you know, if anything, some negative feedback. But really, it was nothing. It It was silent. Right, it was any kind of, yeah. We were invisible. That was considered a, a sin. We were invisible. We didn't see ourselves anywhere. No, in fact, I've I've talked about. I think I told you about this before, but literally, I think when I was growing up, lesbians were invisible to me. Right, like for example, when I did move up to the Bay Area, and some of the first times I went to San Francisco, uh I'll never forget, I was leaving a club. I was still straight at the time, or thought I was. leaving. uh, It was in the Castro with some friends. They're all straight friends. And and then a couple of guys were like, that woman was giving you peaky. That woman was, you know, checking you out, basically. And I was like, who? Where? They're like, that woman right there. That's a woman? (laughs) Oh. Oh my God! Uh, you know, it was a butch dyke getting on a motorcycle. I never it would it didn't even like like phase me yet. Like I didn't even. So when you talk about invisible, yeah, yeah, yeah you for you sure. literally saw like nothing. I didn't I didn't even see they anything. Might as well, you would have bumped into her. You wouldn't have known. Right. Yeah, you had l- much less experience than I did though yeah. in high school. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I at least knew Gabe some gay people i mean i mean no one my age but i at least encountered them and you know i even got snuck into a gay club uh when i was in high school i know i was terrified but at least saw butches and so i knew that was a thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh so, so, so yeah. first dating experiences. Okay, you want to go first? No. What do we? Okay, so what do we? T- what do we? T- well, uh, okay, talk so about when dating. You, you mean first experiences dating women, or first date experiences, like the first no date one cares with about, someone? No one cares about your first date experience because. Well, yeah, I know. Seriously. Well, I'm just making. I'm just clarifying. Okay. You know. No, we don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's been covered a hundred million billion times. Yeah, it would be really boring anyway. I don't think so. it's anything special about <laughs> first dating. I mean, okay, that's my bias. Okay. I don't think there's anything special. So, okay, so so do we mean first dating experiences in general, or do we mean first dates, like first dates with various people and how they went? First dates with women. Okay. For you as a Gen Xer, uh yeah okay all right tell us about it oh dating so do so first question do lesbians date (laughs) when i I know right when i was (laughs) i'll tell you when i was coming out you know uh and a berkeley student and whatever i wouldn't really call it dating it was more like you knew people maybe they were your friends 
I, I let's just say I didn't have dating experience, right? I didn't have really very much dating experience with with the opposite sex either. So I was very kind of clueless, didn't know how to do it well. So I mean, there's a reason there's that whole, you know, on the third date she brings a U-Haul joke, right? Um, so why was why? So let because me think. You didn't date well. Because, yeah, and neither did a lot of people I knew. That's true. You know, it was... That's true, and women are very domestic, right? And so they want to, like, create a home, like, immediately. Well, and also, like, college, like, that environment. It's kind of, you know, some people were very serious and studious and all that, but a lot of others of us were (laughs) also just kind of very, like, just having fun being free you know and you're around people your own age suddenly like all the time and so you can just kind of hang out and hook up or you know hang out and suddenly something happens are you saying that that's what you did kind of Remember, your mom might be watching this well (laughs) okay no she's not she's never gonna see it it. (laughs) proceed I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. So, I'm going to talk about, and I'll, maybe I'll end up going back, but during college, it was just kind of like that, to be honest with you. You're hanging out with somebody, your friends, you might think they're cute, or they might have a crush on you, and, you know, eventually something happens, and then you end up in a two-and-a-half-year relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. Like, <laughs> this is what I find. And I don't know if it's true for guys or gay men, uh, but I don't think women are a good judge of, like, their boundaries when it comes to dating. I think they like to believe they're all independent. and But the minute you get intimate with someone, you know, all it's, rules are broken. Yeah. And... They're going to instantly go back on the fact that, like, dude, we're just being casual. They, yeah. they don't yeah. know. You are theirs. They right. have literally urinated all around you. <laughs> right. Staked their claim. And, right. uh, yeah, because, you know, I was very lackadaisical in college. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I loved everybody. You know, I was just, <laughs> I mean, like, you know international lover was kind of like my theme song in my head you know uh, cute was cute uh, if i think you're cute we might date you know what's a type i, I don't know cute is a type it's cute a type that's my type you know <laughs> right and so i just kind of had yeah i don't know if it's because i just really i was at at that time i just really liked people you know yeah. and uh so I could I could date pretty freely without it becoming really hard and whatever. And you know, that's not true. Some women well, no, I learned later they were a lot more serious than they were telling me. But yeah, I think women try to say like, "Oh no, you know, this mm-hmm. is like but they're actually, you know, are really way more up in their feelings than they're revealing yeah. to you." And yeah. that can and then that makes it messy. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but my first few, I was definitely like, look, I was excited to finally come out of the closet, right? I was all of like 19, and <clears throat> I wanted, you know, and you're 19, I mean, you have, your hormones are raging, you have needs, and <laughs> you want to get them met, and, <laughs> and, you know, and so sometimes it's like that Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, you know, love the one you're with, right? And, but then you get, you know, involved, unfortunately, and you don't know how to sort of extricate yourself. And certainly the first, first two kind of sound like a guy lengthy right now. relationships were, <laughs> <laughs> were like that for I'm me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no. I mean, I don't know, because I certainly wasn't good at leaving them, but I did mm. eventually, you know, have to. Um, so, so it was, so 
I will share though. So my first, I would call dating experience was, uh, so after those first two relationships that, you know, lasted too long, but whatever, nice people, good people, whatever. Um, then I really wanted to like, okay, let me try to do something different. Right. And, and college was over. I was living in the city. I was playing soccer with, with my friends. Shout out to Las Diablitas. And, um, uh, you know, going out to the clubs and, and having a great time. And there was this one club that we used to go to called Colors. It was once a month. It was salsa, you know, all, all women in there. It was great in San Francisco. And, um, I remember it was with a good friend of mine, and we were we were there one evening. Oh, it was Halloween. It was Halloween, but I don't think people had costumes on, but there was like, but people certainly got dressed up, right? And and certainly there was that whole Butch Femme vibe going on, right? Quite yes. a bit, which I'm sure we will a touch whole on. A whole podcast on how they roll in the Bay Area. I'm sure we will touch on this <laughs> a plenty. Yeah. Um, so they had, you know, contests, right, for the whatever the sexiest butch and the sexiest femme or whatever however you want to do it and um and there was there were some sexy women up there right and 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 i remember a friend introduced me to the one that i thought was like the hottest you know one up there who who was wearing like this faux fur jacket and underneath had like a black rubber dress and it was like it was amazing right it was really pretty she looked like Salma Hayek I mean it was like for me anyway that was that was the impression I was getting and so I actually got introduced to this person and um usually my experience with someone really pretty was uh they would just kind of weakly shake your hand and look away kind of thing that's what I was used to so so this person like like had a firm handshake and looked me in the eye and nice to meet you. And I was like, wow. I'm in love. <laughs> so that person ended, well, and it turned out to be on our soccer team later. Oh. And so, and mm. so, so then, um, uh, I offered that person a ride home. You know, I, I was like the, the little shuttle bus for a lot of soccer players back then. I was driving from my job in Silicon Valley all the way up to the city to go practice soccer and then I would drop some people off afterwards and, 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 and back to my home in Oakland eventually. And then, uh, so I started offering this person a ride, even though it was like way across town. Way out of your way. way out of There's my no way. There's no problem. <laughs> you know, with the other person from Oakland no, in the back. I'm a really nice person. <laughs> so eventually I got up the nerve to ask that person out. And I, I got their number. I called them up. And I said, hey, you know, how are you? Whatever. And, uh, hey, I heard about this really, this nice restaurant that's supposed to be really good. You know, would you like to go? And and she said, is this a date? And I said, um, yes. <laughs> and she said, and she said, yes. So that was my first time really officially asking An official out. date because An she had date. to make it clear this I is was, what's happening. Yeah, and I was probably, gosh, I, I might have been 24. That sounds too old, but, 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 yeah, somewhere, around, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think that I probably missed so many signs of people coming on to me. Honestly, I think back on some things now. I was like, it would, it would just be so obvious, but back then I had no clue because. <laughs> You don't know what to expect from, I mean, you're a woman, you have woman friends, you play on women's teams, you interact with women all the time. What's the difference between this woman being nice versus that person being nice? You know, it's in a way, it might be simpler in straight relationships because mm -hmm. if a man is being a single man, or maybe not a single man, is being extraordinarily nice to a single woman, it's almost like it's like, you're supposed to infer like maybe that person likes you. Mm -hmm. But with two women, like she's just being a nice woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it might take friends or someone and say, hey, knucklehead, 
said person is interested in you like really i you know yeah you, you, totally you, yeah. Yeah. no, no i know i know i missed it so <laughs> many times so many times yeah. even people that i liked that i was interested too and i had to find out years later that you liked each other mm-hmm. i can see that mm-hmm. i can see that no i mean yeah there's probably many 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 people of a women who liked each other and neither one of them said a damn thing yeah. because yeah. who's you know who's who t- in and so that's probably why we do have like the whole butch and femme thing right because mm. it's like there Makes are rules right i'm wearing hmm. this so it's my job to buy you the drink ask i mean in a way it makes it easier right it's not so mushily vague and gray and beige if you have like black and white yin and yang you do this i do that you know so that's that it seems so i know it's a topic for another podcast but so (laughs) so performative sometimes or so i just said it's perfect i'm just saying like that but you're right but like no yeah it certainly works for a lot of people nothing's perfect but you know truly some things work for for me that don't work for other people right that's that's where i'm just gonna map out the world so your turn first time you asked someone out or they asked you out and it was it was asking somebody out on a date okay okay well in high school i took a girl to the drive-in that sounds like and i didn't say hey you want to go on a date I said, do you want to go to the movies? Now, again, if I were a guy, that would probably be understood. But because I was a girl picking her up to go to a movies, nothing is assumed. And and it's, you know, the most awkward two hours of movie watching ever, right? <laughs> and, and there's a lot of painful flirting that happens. And even the most obvious flirting in the world almost never gets acted on because you're like, well, what am I supposed to do, you know? Especially um, if you don't know if the other person's gay or not. Especially right. if you know you are and you know how you feel, but you don't know. And they've you're never said that. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, even if you think, well, it's not like they're going <laughs> to, it's not about someone like beating you up or anything, but it's just like it's humiliating. And yeah. uh, you don't want to violate someone's boundaries or you know you don't want to disrespect them right you know whether they're gay or not you just don't want to disrespect people you don't want to do something they don't want you to do so you're just like i don't know here we are at the movies so you know she she did like me and whatever it wasn't a long-term thing or anything it was high school in fact it it was a situation where she was kind of asking me a lot i feel like I, I may be misremembering this yeah. about my sexuality in high school. She's kind of like the first person I said anything to. Um, but then, you know. Like you actually said to her, like, I like girls. I, yeah, yeah. I don't date guys or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, but it be, and only because she was pressing the issue, I remember, mm-hmm. on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that happens, I think, too. And, you know, even when I went to Berkeley and as a first year, and I went to some you know coming out academic study session something and an older student wanted to talk to me more about it in my dorm room mm, yeah, I bet. and 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 again stupidly didn't think anything of it i just thought oh yeah sure you know because i was just happy to talk about it i guess and uh oh my god um yeah i could not get her out of my room <laughs> It was difficult to get her out of my room. It's, you know, I was just like, oh, my Goodness. God, she is still here. What the hell? Like, I want to yeah. take a shower and go to sleep. <laughs> go somewhere. Right, right. So that wasn't a date. But, you know, you just you do end up in a lot of strange situations because you don't know the rules. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's some of the messiness of it. It is. It can be very messy. Yeah. Um, and so I think the first time it was a quote date, man. Oh, a mutual friend that we both know, 
I complimented her as she was walking across Sproul Plaza. And I just said, it's like, you don't know me, but you're the, I told her like, you are like the, the hottest girl on this campus. Whoa. You know, did you? she was very complimented uh-huh. and we did end up dating later. I didn't know what the story was. I was just feeling particularly, you know, frisky and into myself that day. And I would like to credit my mother for this because, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> if you knew the history with me and my mother, who's very, you know, grew up very religious, uh, my mom was always like, shy people miss out. I was a shy person as a kid. Some That's of my friends advice. wouldn't realize that now, but I was very shy. And so I would practice just doing kind of like outrageous acts, you know, just to to just like know what it feels like to put myself out there kind of thing. Wow. It was also kind of like, you know, being funny too, you know, um, for a lot of kids who are funny, it's just kind of like how they deal with like anxiety, you know, and, and it's like, you can be the center of attention, but if you're making them laugh, you know, yeah. that's okay. So yeah, like every now and then I would just do something outrageous, but it was kind of fun sometimes, you know, and sometimes you get results like that. <laughs> so so when we did, I don't know what we did next, but it was clear it was a date. Um, yes. So. You had thrown down the gauntlet, I just, so to speak. Well, you know what? I did it, and it was just kind of like I expected nothing. Yeah. Which is probably part of the attraction of it. Like, you just go up to someone, you give them a compliment, you walk away. Boom. I once was <laughs> working at a law firm. This is post-law school. I'm a lawyer, and I was standing in an elevator with another female lawyer, and we were just looking at each other, and I felt like it was very flirtatious, actually, and I swear, it was only like three floors at this at this firm, and I just looked at her, and I said, bye, <laughs> she said, bye. Oh, wow. And I never saw her again. Oh wow! <laughs> but you know, it was like it was so kind of cool, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like it's just having fun. I'm not gonna say nothing to you. You're not gonna say nothing to me. We're gonna have this two minutes of moment in this elevator, and I'm gonna walk away like a, like a player. <laughs> it was fun, you know. But I don't think a lot of lesbians know how to have fun when they yeah. date. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? No, it takes time, I think, to for most for most of us to kind of learn that stuff. I don't yeah. know, you know. Yeah, you so, take yourself so seriously when you're young, you know. You do, or, or most do. You do. Well, yeah. <clears throat> college is interesting. I mean, you're learning so many new things. You're getting upset when you learn about all the history that wasn't taught to you up until that point. You're reevaluating your identity. You know, whether it's race or, you know, sexuality or whatever, you know, because you're like leaving the confines of your home and for the first time you're allowed to think something besides what your parents told you or what your grandparents or whatever told you. And, you know, you might wild out, but, you know, that's fine. You're young, (laughs) you know. I mean, look, I was... I took singing lessons. I was in a pageant when I was 11. Like, my mom wanted me to be that girl. And I wasn't really, you know. Um, And I felt, you know, the black community is very conservative socially. I mean, Gen Z probably not so much, but, you know, probably like the Latino community, they have a very conservative thread. And so, you know, if you're a feminine girl, like, that's what you're taught to be. You're taught to kind of like this is how you get attention from men that's that's very like a value you know getting attention from men ultimately you know even if more black women are going to college than men and all this and and you know certainly supporting themselves financially ultimately though that's still told like you're supposed you know even on like social media it's like you know people talking my king my queen you know it's just like this hierarchy you know that is looked up to as the standard I feel yeah. like in in the black community and so you know I felt like I was supposed to be you know very feminine very cute you know you walk around guys why don't you smile ba 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 boo ba 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 
So when I went to Berkeley, <laughs> that was when I cut my hair short. That's when I got a leather jacket. That's when I did all those stereotypical, mm-hmm. you know, lesbian mm-hmm. things of the day mm-hmm. because it was like a big middle finger to mm-hmm. all of that. And, mm-hmm. and like, I'm sure we both know so many girls who <laughs> cut their hair off, mm-hmm. you know. Went through that phase. Oh, I, and yeah, all the monikers of that. Yeah. So, I had the opposite. I had the opposite reaction. But it was a lot, I think it was, you know, in some part, a lot of internalized homophobia, right? And so... We you had the opposite reaction. Uh, not, maybe not reaction, but, uh, expre- you know, I chose a different type of expression once I realized I was gay because I didn't want to look like a typical... Oh, so you dyke. I So I got tried to be more feminine. And really? try, yes, oh, yes, yes, interesting. yes, it was, yeah, I don't, it was, it, it was interesting because I always grew up a, such a tomboy, you know, I mean, <clears throat> playing sports, playing with boys as long as I could at school until it was like, you know, long, no longer socially acceptable, uh, just, yeah, that was really me and so then I come out and I think again was just having a hard time dealing with all of that and and so I kind of became more feminine I was never going to be some high femme walking around stilettos but uh you know long hair and lipstick on and earrings and you know the whole thing and that was you know I wanted to kind of embody what I you know thought beauty was and so and you must so, have had a lot of girls after you then. I, I didn't. I didn't. No? Well, I don't know. How does one know, right, if one's always... Yeah, you're it, probably clueless. You know, always in a relationship anyway, right? You you cut off those... You close those doors, unfortunately. Well, you know, I say that, but... There, I found, <clears throat> though, people found what I was doing appealing up there. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. that yeah, was yeah. that was considered very... And then I bought a motorcycle. What? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Here they came. (laughs) All of a sudden, people I didn't even talk to that much wanted to ride on my motorcycle. And, uh, but I, you know, to me, motorcycle really was just a mode of transportation that I could afford. You know, I wasn't trying to make it a woman magnet or anything, but I discovered that, you know, women thought it was cool. (laughs) And uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Um, But so I, you know, I kind of played into it for a good while, and I think some of my and I got and I had like more butch friends, and I yeah. think like my butch friends were kind of like, "Well, you're a butch too," kind of thing. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't really say anything about it, but I didn't really feel that I I knew I was being rebellious, mm-hmm. but I didn't think I was like truly a butch in that. Like I feel like yeah, I was a tomboy. I was not a typical girl in that. I wasn't like the girls who like to play dolly and do hair and stuff like that. But I wasn't someone who, you know, felt everything about me was really a boy and I wanted to live in that form forever. I mean, even in a leather jacket, I doubt you look like a guy. You got mistaken for a guy. That's the other thing. You were cute. You were too cute for that. I, nine point. Not cute, but, I mean, cute, yes. 9.8 times out of 10, no one thought I was a boy. Right. One time, though, I did go to a gay club in Oakland and I had a cap on and stuff and someone grabbed my ass. But... You know how people swing up in there? Maybe he didn't know I was a girl. He didn't right, care. Right, right. You know, people freaky. <laughs> right. So, yeah. no one thought. And, and you know what? I knew that no one was going to ever think yeah. I was a guy, too. And yeah. so, it was with that mind frame. So that, that makes that, that I that sexy, I, though. Right. Right. right? Like, like, to me, I was doing fashion. Who can be ed- it was just like, Edgy it was or... almost like I didn't play with identity yeah. as much as it was a fashion thing for mm-hmm. me. Because honestly, I was kind of like, you know, kind of like channeling a little TLC, you know. Or I was going to say, like those of us who had the George Michael posters, you know, when we were little girls, like that's kind of kind of that look too. But all of a sudden it's on like a really cute girl and you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just channeling, like, TLC cross colors, you know. I had a bandana on my head under my, you know, motorcycle helmet. And, um, yeah. And, you know, I you know, I liked, obviously, 
film girls. But, you know, I didn't dislike all butch girls either. I mean, I kind of had a spectrum. Um, I liked a lot of girls that considered they had pretty eyes. You know, it's like pretty eyes, and then we then we go out from there kind of a little bit. <laughs> um, but I didn't like high-maintenance film girls for sure. So the ones that, you know, kind of tippy-toed and they just were oh too delicate and – you know, didn't have much to talk about. That so does not interest me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have them. Yeah, you know, yeah. the hard bitches can have them. The guys can have them. Whoever they date, I don't know. I'm. Not, I have no interest. Like I could never be into a girl who's like a Kardashian or anything like that. Yeah. That's just too much. But we were really running into girls like that that much. No. Anyway. No. I mean, it, not it college is college. And, 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 and yeah, and it's like um, people kind of, you know. There aren't that many, especially up there, I would say. There aren't that, like, really true hard films up there. You'll find them down here and Ooh, maybe I other cities. I think they would disagree, but, yeah. They yeah. would disagree, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, maybe more so now, but, you know. Uh, well, I'm sure there's some. But anyway, I, anyways, I don't like high maintenance. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't do high maintenance. Right. I'm, well, I'm too low key. So we ventured off onto this topic, but let's go back to uh, dating. Any notable first dates, either good or bad? I went on a date with a friend of mine, uh, and she made. She was a vegetarian. We had salad. I don't know what else. <laughs> I slept over. Slept next to her. You know, nothing happened, and then we never really talked after that. <laughs> and Why'd you end up spending the night? I don't even know. Oh. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so that was... Uh, yeah, salad. That doesn't sound very exciting. Yeah. I love a good salad. I mean, the, the salad was fine. It was just... But it's not a good metaphor for a date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny you say that. Oh, 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 oh. I did ask one of my my ex out uh well so what happened was so what happened was we had met at the woman of color community center it was no 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 the pacific center oh, the pacific center yeah it was like a kind of like a counseling center and it was a yeah and it was like a woman of color meeting something and it was like you know mostly kind of like the old school oakland chicks you know mm-hmm. you know the woman with they have the sticks the cane, the cane walking stick and like the, their Those little hats in their linen and like they had they honestly they want no parts of me i don't look like them i don't talk like them i'm not from up there yeah you know it's, it actually doesn't even feel that welcoming to tell you the truth right um right. but uh my ex was there and uh but and we didn't talk this is when i had my motorcycle too we still didn't talk um but later on when i was working at the dining commons at stern hall uh, she came in. Turns out she was doing a summer program at Berkeley. And one of us asked for the other person's phone number. I think she asked for mine, actually. And I went to my friend, and I was all giggly because I was getting a phone number at work. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then we called. One of us called. She called me. I invited her over for fried chicken, yes. Mm. <laughs> and she actually That's turned my me, love language. She turned me down for the fried chicken. <laughs> she didn't want the fried chicken. What? But she did want me, so we went to a coffee house with some mutual friends, and she and I did, and I think another woman there was interested in her, so it was kind of weird. She wasn't ready for the fried chicken. No, I bet she wants that fried chicken now, though. Mm. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm stopped. And um, anyways, so I, I, she, I asked her if she wanted to ride on my motorcycle, and uh, I wanted to pull her away from this group, and this other boring woman who I can tell was interested in her. And uh, but I said, but um, I need to get another helmet. So I, th- I may have gone home, got a helmet, and we kind of went up to, uh, you know, that hill. Tilden Park. You know Strawberry- the how. You know how there's that, Hill? That's that there's that science facility in the hills behind mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we went up there and you can look over the Bay Area and that was clearly a date. So That sounds like a date. That yeah. was clearly a yeah. date. Um 
but you know sometimes they they happen a little bit organically it feels a little fuzzy you don't really know you're young too so you're stupid so yeah yeah but so yeah it was it was good it was good you know i'm you know i'm friends with some well no i'm not friends with any of my exes anymore really i see them on facebook sometimes okay well it's not it's not like i get on the phone and and talk to them but i probably have befriended my exes uh, a lot longer than maybe a lot of people like i like to keep people as friends yeah yeah well that's that's good i wasn't so good at that but no like if you're done with me i expect to never hear from you again i have i managed to keep one you're so going to ghost me (laughs) that's not gonna happen and uh yeah, no, I wasn't good at it. Well, you know, like I said, like stayed in it too long. Maybe shouldn't have gotten in it in the first place. You know, I just had to learn those lessons. And so, yeah, when I was done, I was, I guess I was done. I was moving on. You know, almost like you shed this skin. You're somebody new that you don't relate to that life anymore anyway. Um, I don't know. Or maybe you just want to forget about your mistakes. Hmm could be that too see i start my relationships assuming like we're friends first like i always kind of like put my friendship like it's like more important than the relationship to me Mm -hmm. you know like that's how much i value friendships and so um if we break up you know us not being together intimately is i don't know it's traditionally not even as important to me as you know it's like well that's you know, true. we could be friends. Mm. I just, you know, the other thing is I found it too difficult to remain or maintain a friendship, right? Especially right after you break up. Right after you break up, it's too confusing. And so, you know, you're too likely to hook up again or get back together or, you know, whatever. It's It's too messy. I found it easier after there was another ex in between. So if you were my ex-ex, there was a chance we could be friends. But not my immediate ex. No, just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was too awkward. I felt too awkward. Yeah. Well, yeah, who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, it depends on how you broke up, I guess. You know, like some people have amicable divorces, and they're able to raise their kids together and stuff like that. And some people is like, no way, I never want to see that mofo again. But... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, hmm. So, any regrets? Anything you would do different? What do you have to tell the young people out there? (laughs) I mean, I honestly, I feel like I have advice to impart, but at the same time, I feel like, are the rules so different now that like, even though, we came up in the 80s in a time when there wasn't all these rights. Yeah. You know, I don't, well, but you know, it's like it's too late. Like our, our software is so old, it doesn't like work with their apps. I think that might be the case, right? Because I don't have uh, an extensive amount of experience dating in the digital age, if, uh, if you will. I mean, I mean, the internet was invented right when I was, you know, getting out of college or whatever, but. That doesn't mean that we use that to date. Um, So uh, I don't know that I would have that much advice to impart. But but from my few experience of indeed trying the online dating thing, whether it was, what was it, the hell was it called? Uh, Match? The the free one. No. Uh, OkCupid. Yeah, OkCupid, right. You know, a bit of time on that. And uh, you can look at data and you know, photos or whatever, all you want. It just doesn't, it's, there's no substitution, I think, for meeting someone in person and speaking to them in person. Also, I think I'm just like a terrible online dater. I don't do uh, uh, text banter with strangers well. See, so that's how we're very different. There's no chance for I could talk to you forever online. <laughs> I have no desire to meet you. I mean, but what a waste of time, though. 
it's not a waste of time to me because I'm just filling up empty time. I won't lie. I won't pretend like I'm extra interested in you or yeah. whatever. Like, I'll talk to you because I can talk to people one-on-one anyway pretty easily. Um, but I will say, like, I've met someone and I talked to them really easily online and I did find them annoying when I met them in person. It was kind of weird. So it was kind of like their See? their writing self was like really different from their in-person self. I, yeah, it was shocking. So that does happen. And, you know, I have met women online. I've talked to women online who, you know, they're all about it. And then as soon as you try to meet up in person, they just can't handle it. You know, and people some, got a lot of insecurities, right? And 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 sometimes that, I guess, is what happens. I guess my only advice, like to the to the to the youth, is um, don't spend too much time or put too much credence on what you are seeing and experiencing on a screen. Like, mm-hmm. like verify, like trust but verify. Like, you know, <laughs> <Right>. meet, <laughs> meet them in person. Talk to them on the phone. I mean, I I, I have had friends that you know yeah. say at work who are little bit younger than me and and who did go about it but very systematically and you know a few you know typing interactions and then they needed to have a phone conversation and yeah. then if the phone conversation went well then they would you know do, the, like me- do the meet for coffee I think you know I think I like that, that makes sense because you're not getting in a relationship you know so you have a texting buddy you know for the rest of your life you you, you know it's got to work in person yeah I mean, social media, the internet, technology makes it very easy to meet someone in the first instance, but getting out of that or just falling prey to just always being in that world is like, I think Generation X can say this, like, it is so much fulfilling to meet person people in person, <laughs> you know, ultimately and have experiences and be outside and and if it doesn't work out, you find out so much faster, probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it, if it's going to work yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I would say, like, I certainly have made many, 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 you know, mistakes you could you could say or, or have a lot of learning experiences. And so that's probably where I have more value to impart. And that is just that, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to trust your gut. Maybe you don't even hear it or, or hear it saying something to you, but there is something in there. Uh, try to trust it, <laughs> you know, and, and don't talk yourself into things or say, oh, but, you know, all these boxes are checked or, uh, you know, like, I think I, I uh, am... I can get along with a lot of different people. I think uh, I'm usually pretty accepting of like, you know, and compassionate and all those things. Good qualities, good qualities when you're like making friends and and meeting people. But you've got to be more picky than that when you're actually trying to get into a relationship or trying like date people. And so that would be my advice is like, you know, when something you know, just bothers you or whatever. I would say, Take a step back. I would say just be confident. Have some self-confidence. You know, I feel like, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of women and a lot of women of color, and, and not like, you know, confidence like, oh, I'm pretty, therefore I'm confident. But just, like, have confidence in, in who you are. If someone doesn't want you, that's fine. You know, exactly. they were not meant for you, and it's okay. Yeah. It is, it is so, it is so fine, you know, because there are so many people out there for you to relate to, learn from, and and whatever. Um, I hate it. I hate it when I see, you know, women of color, or really anyone, it's just so sad, clearly lacking in self-confidence and just kind of give away all of their autonomy or whatever for a relationship. It's like... You know, you're there to share something with someone else. And if they can't appreciate it, it's fine. You know, find someone who can, you know. And dating is just going out there and getting to know people, the good stuff, the bad stuff, you know, whatever. Um, And 
you and I have talked about this, right? The whole the whole um, thing about how like relationships take work, right? Everybody says that, and it's it's true, of course. But I think what is meant by that is not that it should feel like a slog that you can't stand to show up to every day and like makes you miserable, right? That's not what they mean by relationships take yeah if you're fighting every single day and you're bumping hands on every little thing that's just something that doesn't work right you know uh you don't have to uh make yourself miserable right uh for every relationship those are all signs that needs to end and you need to find someone compatible there's such a thing as compatibility yes Um, yes and figuring out what that is you know is part of life life's journey And it's just for kicks. Let's talk about lesbian fashion. Hmm? Okay, okay. Um, it's bad, okay? America knows it. We're aware, okay? You don't have to tell us. Um, we, as Angelinos, would love to fix this. So if anyone would like to, you know, start a fun, because I have ideas. I like to look good. I come from a family of, you know, black people who can be, you know, as we know, Try to like to be booted and suited at all times. And, you know, it kind of distresses me that there's not more for us. And what I mean by that is, of course, you go into the stores and it's like fashion is still kind of like catering to kind of like girly girls a lot of times. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And then if you kind of don't feel quite that way, then you just have to go all butch, you know, and <laughs> shop in the men's section. And I did a couple of times, okay? No judgment. I did a couple times too. Yeah, we all did. When I was younger. And, and the, but they, that's awkward. They look big on you. And so I'm always trying to like mesh yeah. out like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't really want to do all that. What's the compromise? There's nothing. There's nothing out there. You know? Well, okay. I mean, that's so too there's much. stuff out there. Um, and I think it might be for younger people than us. Um, I don't think so. There's a brand called like Wild Fang, and so it's like it's kind of for more butchy girls or for boi boys um, kind of thing. So it 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 looks definitely more. Mm, I haven't seen this, but male type, uh, I'll accept that as an answer. Styles, but apparently, like cut for a woman's body. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. It's a certain look, though, right? It's a certain style. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. What I would call that, you know, West Hollywood white girl, you know, with the slanted haircut, skinny <laughs> kind of look. That hair. Uh- Boom, I, I instantly knew a haircut you were talking about when you said that. Yeah, it's kind of that. I have another question. Why do so many of us have pink and blue hair these days? Oh, everybody's doing it. I mean, maybe it's from anime. I don't know. Um, oh, is that what it is? I don't know. I'm only Comment below that if that's what the reason is, because I never do. I, I, maybe just because you can. No, like seriously, that makes so much sense to me now. And now I'm gonna look at all y'all totally different. Yeah, you might you might appreciate it more now. I do. <laughs> it's a eureka moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is with the pink and the blue? <laughs> and there was that lady on Great British Baking Show with the rainbow hair. She had kind of like the old lady frizz. In rainbow colors, yeah, I remember. But the Brits are—they're just different. She was, she was funny. She was, she was quirky. Um, But maybe it's even easier, you know, once all your hair is white. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I always try to look like the cool, young, hip black chick who's not hyper feminine, but not, you know too tomboyish that I lose my pretty features part. Right. If you can imagine. Yes. And so there's no one store for me. So this is my gripe. I'm really just complaining about myself. 
I think. Well, and the fashions change. Like, I think they're swinging back, coming back around a little bit to, you know, less hyper feminine and maybe it also depends where you shop because yeah I certainly went through the experience I mean like I think in the 90s like the fashions were pretty friendly like you could you could shop in the women's sections and get you know things that that worked for you you know at Macy's or whatever and um and then all of a sudden like it really changed and it felt like to me in the 2000s and everything was freaking floral and just yeah. just so over the top and yeah that that, that becomes you know hard what? and then there's certain places that and and that's why you buy when you find something you like you buy it you might be out of town now that i think about it i think it was actually easier to shop in the 80s because remember when guests and all of those you know you had the when the blouses went all the way to the bottom and they had the bolo tie i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of a cross thing guys would wear that yeah women would wear that yeah. like they don't even really do that anymore it's almost like i think it's coming back <clears throat> i feel like it's kind of back now but now you know the challenge at our age is you gotta stay fit enough to like look decent in those kind of clothes or otherwise well, you know. they have <laughs> you know bigger models and stuff they now. do but yeah i mean I, I, I'm not a designer. I mean, that's a different thing. Like, even shoes. You know, we Ugh, both wear the shoes. same size. Yeah. We're both a six and a half. We can buy the shoe right off of the, the rack there. Like, if it's the last shoe, it's usually a six and a half because that's the nicest looking size, right? I've been, I've been told this. Okay. And so, as that same shoe gets bigger and bigger, you know, it starts to look different, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a clown shoe. <laughs> Look, I have very tall female cousins. I'm not insulting people that are otherwise close to me, I guess. But no, but you can imagine, like, right? Like, even a pump, you know, this size versus this size looks very different. (laughs) Um, So if you're sizing for someone who's really big and you're, you know, that's that's, that's quite the. This would make for a good conversation, honestly. Like, where do people think is. Okay, we're. We're both in our early 50s. Early. Just got in there. Early. Early 50s. Leave me alone, <laughs> AARP. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so where's a good place to shop? You, you know, where's a good place to shop? Where can you find good clothes where you look good, you look stylish, uh, but you can, e- you can express yourself? You know, and neither of us is, neither of us wants to put on a tie. Neither of us wants to put on a, a men's suit or anything like that. But, you know, we're also, like, not, you know. It would be a very rare occasion that I put on a tie, but I tell you, if I did put on a tie, it would be cute. Well, yeah, okay. it would look good. It wouldn't course. be like, oh, I'm wearing a tie. Like, no, this is cute. This is like, I'm channeling Janet Jackson if she had on, you know, a jacket, shirt, and tie kind of thing. You know, yeah. shirt kind of open like this. You know, tie maybe askew. I'm thinking maybe red. I don't know. And mm. then, like, jacket's kind of like this, you know. I'm thinking maybe a little like, hat to the side, yeah. poly lips. Is that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mind went elsewhere, but yeah, yeah. Just the collar and the tie, nothing else. Oh, <laughs> it really had work out for that. But I could probably boost it. Yeah. Luckily, my top half is still pretty okay. I could probably pull that off. Yeah, you could. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll just end it there. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, if you hate us, you know, don't, don't be trying to just drag us through the streets. Just don't listen anymore. Um, if you do, follow up. We'll make some more content for you. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Later.